This is Blake Reynolds, and you're listening to the Upbeat Podcast. everybody welcome back to the upbeat podcast i'm your host blake reynolds i am excited about my guest today who i'll introduce in a second but listen if you know me and you know listen to this podcast enough you know the drill be sure to follow me on social media at blake reynolds music i love connecting and getting to know new people uh, but also be sure to share this podcast with somebody if, if today's episode ministered to you or spoke to you in any way share it with somebody share it with a friend share it on social media tag me um, and leave a great review that way other people know that this encourages and help you. But listen, I've got an incredible guest today. Um, she is an author, a social media influencer, and she uses everything she has to just bring glory to Jesus. And it's incredible. So Esther, why don't you take a second and introduce yourself and uh, just like a 30 second intro about who you are and what you do? Oh, gosh. Wow. Um, well, love the name of the podcast. Today. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Um, I would not call myself a social media influencer. <laughs> I'm still digesting. So I, I, yeah, I, um, I'm definitely this, this chick that loves people, loves the ocean and surfing and loves life. I have a passion for life and I, I just want to so abundant life that Jesus has for us and I believe that he's inviting us all on a grand adventure and I'm just trying to live it and put it into words right I mean just I don't have all the answers I have a couple better questions maybe we could ask um come on latest book that I dropped is uh called single shouldn't suck and um yeah it's all about living the adventure in the season of singleness and really gaining an eternal perspective and a healthy rather than um this hyper focused of urgency to get married and rush through a season that's actually incredibly intentional so that's absolutely that's awesome. And, I, and I'm glad you brought up your book, which for those of you listening, uh, her book, again, is called Single Shouldn't Suck. She's going to share more about that at the end of the episode. Just I would love for you to go in in depth as to why you wrote it, what it's about. And it is for both men and women. I asked that because it's kind of a funny story. Um, Esther, I think I found you on TikTok and then followed you oh, on great. Instagram. Oh, and yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> TikTok is awesome. But I found you on there and I was like, man, I love what her content. I love how positive it is. Plus you're a Christian. That was like the real reason. And then yeah. uh, I saw your book and I bought the book and I was like, man, I probably should have asked if this is for guys. <laughs> um, and that's why I messaged her really quick. And she's like, yeah. absolutely. It's for men too. And so really great book. But again, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Esther, you all right if I ask you a few questions? Absolutely. Well, um, okay. All right. Interrogate you. Okay. Well, we've got some simple questions, the real interrogations later, but the simpler okay. questions, what's your favorite Bible verse? My, I'm the worst person to do. Um, <laughs> well, I, I love the word God and um, I love it all, <laughs> but I will say I, I, I like Bible verse every two weeks. What was I don't your... really think about that, but okay. I was... the one that's like really been just speaking to me is uh, Isaiah sixty verse one. The Spirit of the Lord is 
city to preach the good news to the poor and bind up the brokenhearted, set the captives free. That's the Esther Come translation. <laughs> that's the Esther. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting I got asked the other day on social media what my favorite Bible translation was, and I got a little bit of a kickback on some of my responses, but uh, I like that, the Esther translation. That's really good. What's your go-to worship song? Either. (laughs) Oh, man. I love Maverick City, though. I will say, duh, everybody does. Like, the the new sound coming out right now. I'm just all about inverting um, what has been done and breaking the rules. Come um, on. Who you authentically created to be. So I really feel like the sound comes and, you know, in collaboration, it's never people, especially and production and the behind the scenes work that goes into creating these absolutely movies or songs or i mean you're a musician you get it it's like not just one person writing this stuff and it's not even just one band it's a collaboration of multiple people who are living these stories it creates a sound that we all resonate with because vulnerable with their experience and their relationship with god so I would say right now the um, yeah Maverick City new album with Elevation is rocking me as well as um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, it's called Cageless Birds. Um, no, Melissa. I am not. Oh, they're so rad. Yeah, it's Melissa and her husband uh, Hessler. They're so good. So yeah, a lot of spontaneous stuff on them too. I like the weird stuff. I'm I am gonna check that out. Cageless Birds. That sound. Yeah. I like that. That's a really they're cool good. name. Yeah, um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say Esther's favorite Maverick City song is Gyra, just because that's the go-to. And uh, <laughs> I'm giving you I'm giving you a hard time. Um, if you could be okay, so here's some kind of fun fun questions. If you could be any fictional character, who would you be? Um, can you answer that first? <laughs> I think okay. Not- if- if I could be any fictional yeah. character, let's let's hone it into movies because I'm a movie okay. guy. And um, I, if I I'd be Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy, just because I think he's awesome, really cool. Or okay. Thor, one or the other. I don't know. I, I've been told I look a lot like Thor. I'm just kidding. I'm so uh, kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, I let me think. Who would I be? I'm so bad. Uh. Like a superhero? Yeah. Man, I think that'd be cool. It'd be like, oh, that would yeah, be awesome. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to switch. That, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> so random. That's a really good answer. Okay, here's a simpler question for you. Are you a coffee okay. or tea drinker? Coffee or tea? Oh, definitely more hard. I mean, I wouldn't be a true Christian if I wasn't like a coffee snob, right? But it, um, it's, it's a part of the process. Part of, yeah, the the um, reconciliation sanctification yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. um but i will say i do love a good cup in the evening so um, a lot of green tea like midday and that has been amazing like so much ca- energy i guess it has more caffeine or something in it like the ginseng in it i don't know but that junk is like crack <laughs> so, <laughs> I got so do you do you do you make brew your own tea? Do you just get the tea bags? What do you do? Um, I harvest it actually. I'm just kidding. No, I don't do that. 
I actually thought you were being serious. I'm like, for those who follow on social media, that's yeah. not hard to believe. Yeah, no, I, I would if I could. But um, no, I, yeah, I just like buy organic tea bags and yeah, I get the good stuff. Love it. And I, I make coffee at home. I'm a big coffee drinker at home. I don't, I don't like going out every single day. I like to make it a specific way because I put like all the good stuff in it. Gotcha. Uh, okay. What's your favorite coffee? My favorite coffee? Um, you mean like espresso or? You said you had your favorite, uh, like, yeah, what's your, what's your favorite brew, your favorite Love brand, that. beans? Anything organic, I don't brand right now. But um, I, I'm, I'm doing like the Nespresso life right now, you know, making myself a little cappuccino in the morning. <laughs> That's awesome. Jack it up. Like I put, I, uh, I froth my almond uh, milk and then I do coconut oil and cinnamon and um, lately oh, dang. I've been living a little crazy and putting a little chunk of super dark chocolate in it. And it makes it like this bittersweet, like absolute heaven experience. Wow. Yeah. If you want to experience the presence of God, you need to make yourself a cup of coffee. I mean, I could actually feel it coming through the phone as you were talking about it. So I was converted right there. That's uh, that's awesome. Okay. One more fun question for you. Okay. For you. Uh, because you seem like, and you had mentioned this in the intro, and again, it, it, you know, I, I'm going to, for those of you who are listening, you guys can follow Esther on social media. I'm going to link all of her website, social media, where you can find her book. Go follow her. She's very, seems to be very spontaneous, very adventurous. So this question is right up your alley. Would you, if you had to choose, if you're like, hey, if you had to choose, would you go to the beach all day or would you go camping? I would camp. Oh, you can't have it. You oh my gosh. Well, wow. <laughs> I mean, you set yourself up for failure with that question. I do that. I don't even bring a tent. I just bring a sleeping bag and yeah, I would definitely sleep at the beach. I am really really jealous about that by the way, being that close to the beach, able oh, to sleep out yeah. there. Yeah, where uh. are you? I'm on the East Coast. I'm in South Carolina. So our beaches are probably not the best ones to camp on. I don't know. You're, you're over on the West Coast, right? Yep. Yep. I'm currently looking at the ocean right now as we speak. That's Beautiful. really rude to rub that in. So rude. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if I look up my window, I've got construction. I, I'm a huge nature guy. So being okay. out in nature, just give me my backpack, leave me alone. I'll yeah. go out in nature all day. So super jealous about that. But um, why don't you take just a, a minute or two, Esther, and just share your personal testimony. And then I would like to maybe touch on your book a little bit because your book is is actually really powerful for people who are going through a season of singleness. But why don't you just share your testimony um, of something? And, and I say your testimony. It could be something recent, something God showed you recently that he did in your life. Um, but we'd love for you to take a minute and share your testimony. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I, I grew up actually – a, a pastor's kid um, in South Miami. <laughs> My family was like, we were the crazy weirdos in the 90s that, you know, that we're big family. I have four brothers and sisters. My parents were pastors of an inner city church, and our whole life revolved around missions and ministry. And that was just normal life for me. I didn't know this. Um, 
kind of like Christian religious experience that a lot of people talk about, um, you know, going, attending a church and the pastor, you know, like telling you to do this or that. And you just felt really, I think there's a lot of millennials kind of, they're going through the whole deconstruction thing. Um, because I guess just their experience of church life in their childhoods was, um, a little rough, but my experience was the opposite. It was wild. It was an adventure. It was never the same. And it was this, I just knew Jesus from such an early age because of the way that my parents raised us to know his voice and to be a part of the kingdom um, at an early age. I mean, I would go door to door knocking on people's doors and telling them about Jesus every single Saturday with my dad and our whole church. And um, my parents were just on fire for God and just wanted to see um, people come alive in the things of God. So that was my upbringing. I was also homeschooled. Uh, you can imagine the only white girl in this neighborhood, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, just, yeah, it was an interesting time. It was, it was definitely, um, I'm so grateful for it, but it definitely wasn't perfect, you know, and I think that the pressures that come from being a PK and living in this microscopic world in ministry there's a lot of pressure that comes with it so I had my own journey of figuring it all out you know all my siblings did no one had this linear journey of oh we grew up all so perfect and um yeah live for the Lord for the rest of our days no we all ran our own course of of between us and God figuring out our faith understanding how to wrestle with our doubts stepping into our individual callings and um yeah and then our issues with all of the things that, um, you know, didn't make sense at that time. And maybe the things that my parents didn't do perfectly, but now we had to rely on the Holy Spirit to navigate those things. Um, so, so yeah, that's a short snippet of kind of my background, where I came from and how I, I guess was bred as, um, in, in my faith life. But I That's incredible. Yeah, thanks. It's it's definitely different. I think so many people are, they think that if you're raised in a, in a home where Jesus is at the center that, oh, you don't have a testimony. Oh my gosh, like, I got a Listen, <laughs> PKs have some of the greatest testimonies, yeah. speaking as I, I was a PK as well, by okay. the way, and okay. I was, and I was homeschooled. So um, right. yeah, our lives were very similar when it comes to, you mentioned knocking on doors. That is like a foreign concept to most people. Yeah. But I did that. We did the same thing. My my dad uh, pastor pastored inner city, um, yeah. and then later pastored a church in in Michigan when we lived there. Oh, cool. So knocking on doors is something we did. Like it was just door to door evangelism, as the old '90s term they use, where you just knock on doors, invite them to church, pray over them, and and so I think that's really cool talking to somebody else who has done that. Um, and then, yeah, but be, being unique, like you said, just like a lot of people don't understand that about when you're grew up in a home with Jesus, um, people think, oh, you don't have a testimony and that's completely not true. You know, I, I was far from perfect and I grew up in a great home, but definitely had my issues and battles to face. So I think that's a really awesome testimony. And you had said, work out your own walk with God. Um, and it's no one else's responsibility. That's something you have to do. You have to work out your own walk with him. Um, what has helped you? Hold on, I'm going to pull up my. I had some questions. Um, what how, what has helped you overcome fear in your life? Because I mean, you've released a book. 
Um, you're an adventurous, an adventure uh, addict, it sounds like. So what has helped you overcome fear on a consistent base? What's Esther's process? Well, I'm an Enneagram seven, so I'm going to pull out the Enneagram, like, badge here and, like, give you all the reasons why I am the way that I am chalked up to um, my personality is to avoid pain at all costs um, by numbing out from adventure to adventure so (laughs) my main goal in life is how can I optimize the amount of fun in any single moment and live my best freaking life forgetting every care in the world and embracing all the good and finding the silver lining even if I have to duct tape it onto a a gray cloud myself so you can imagine with that just my natural personality just loving adventure loving fun loving just constantly looking for the ways to push the limits and experience the joy of life Um, and then coming out of a background of while it was beautiful in, in my faith walk and knowing Jesus so intimately from an early age, the extreme pressure of being perfect turned me into a people-pleasing addict and um, a living out of a place of insecurity, which meant that I, I now built an, an entirely new identity that I only ever knew how to operate out of. And so anxiety was just built into my core because I never felt like I could be myself. I always felt like I had to be something else that everyone else wanted me to be and live up to their standards. And even in my relationship with God, I always felt like never, I was never good enough. I was never fully accepted. I always had to do well. more to have more faith and you know, please my parents and um, was for a while walking down this path where I was just walking in their footsteps because their their, you know, approval over my life was my definition of God's favor and him accepting me. And so I just, I had so much of like this inner turmoil and a storm inside the pit of my stomach that, you know, was really difficult to navigate. But uh, long story short, God began to take me on a journey of just confronting my fears. And um, that really began uh, when I ironically started surfing, <laughs> like I know it is like probably not the, the antidote you're looking for, but I started surfing and God began to speak to me about these fears. And every time I would put myself in the elements of the ocean and get these poundings and these waves that would terrify me, um, it would bring up deeper things on the inside of me. And it was just my time to encounter God in a way that was so outside of the norm of like my religious experience. And so I think God began to tear down these walls of religion that I knew and my filters that I had lived, that I was living out of. And I began to actually feel and experience the fear that I had been numbing out from. And now I could actually deal with it, heal, heal from it and move on. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, man, it sounds like surfing is the cure for everything is what Esther's saying. So everybody, we need to yeah. go surfing. I'm just yeah. kidding. But on a serious note, I do think that's really cool. And I think it's really cool how you took something very practical but it also became a spiritual um healing moment for you like you're surfing but you know as you're surfing you're just facing things and it's bringing stuff internally like oh god i didn't know i struggled with that and um very inspiring to hear your testimony just talking about you know i 
So you said others' approval or disapproval has nothing to do with God's favor. So whether somebody approves of you or disapproves of you, that has nothing to do with God's favor. Now, I, I do believe God's favor sometimes, like when someone you know likes what you do or whatever, that God's favor is working there. But what you're saying is like, hey, I'm not going to live my life based on what other people want me to be because that to be. Yeah. And that it, and I, and you, and just to hit on again what you had said about being a PK, but I want to make it because not everybody's a PK. Being yeah. a Christian, when we have that label, there is a weight that comes with it. You know, the mm-hmm. there is a weight that comes with, hey, when you say I'm a Christian, you know, you're an ambassador of Christ. That's such a, like, you know, circa youth group days, you know, you're an ambassador of Christ, but. But we always have that weight on us, like we have to live up to other people's standards and other people's approval, and that's not the case. And I like what you had said, Esther. It's just like I'm, I'm, I am called to be who God's called me to be, and that may mean people don't like me. I'm okay right. with that. Right. So that's really good. That's really powerful, Esther. Did you want to add to that? No, you summed it up great. <laughs> okay what what inspires you? What inspires me? What inspires Esther to to move and to keep going and to accomplish things? You know, I think I just live in a constant inspiration. I know that sounds so dumb, but my imagination is like next level. I, sometimes I wish I could turn it off. I'm I'm a left brain person. I'm I'm more creative and visionary than I am anything else. I, I have to really, you know, buckle down. I've had to really discipline myself to be more practical. Um, but I am like not running short. If anyone needs inspiration out there, please call me because I have so much for, (laughs) for anyone to go around. And I think I'm, I just, I stay in constant wonder of life and, and I'm not saying that like I live in this fairy tale land because believe me, I have been depressed. I have gone through anxiety and I think that that's probably why I even am more so the way that I am right now, because I know what it feels like to not feel inspired or, or to feel like you're walking through quicksand, but still have to dig deep and produce and be creative. I think I've learned just time and time again through disappointment after disappointment, how to create out of your sense of pain and out of the problems that you're experiencing in life. I'm always looking for a way to, um, to I guess like blossom out of it not just allow it to bury me um and so I think that I've just because of just how much pain how many painful seasons I've had to walk through now I I look out on every single day and I'm just constantly inspired even if I just go for a walk like I feel like being in nature is something that also I I really highly value and I make it a constant priority uh because I feel like the more I can peel back the layers of this world and just see God for who he is and for this world, for what he created it to be, we're never going to like lack in inspiration. Um, and and this, if we can just look back and remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God, that will constantly inspire us to look ahead, knowing that he has only good things in store. So. I don't know if that that answers your question. It's Honestly, like, you had like three different answers in there. You yeah. talked about how God yeah. has blessed you with a, an incredible imagination, which I'm the same way. I'm very left. And 
Uh, I'm yeah. thankful to have people in my life who have um, I've definitely got some balance. It sounds like you're the same way you found a balance in your life. We're definitely pulling that creative side, but also just like, hey, I need to be a real, little real here. Um, I like that you said nature inspires you, which is more of a simple, practical answer. But I do I I have a recent um been definitely just taking time to admire just God's creation. That sounds super cheesy, but let me go into that a little deeper. Um, I heard someone say, and, and I'll send a quote to you directly, and I might just post it in, in the, the bio so other people can read it. But Casey Doss, he's a pastor. He had shared about how when we admire God's creation, when we're just like looking in all that, where it's a form of worship, like, God, you did this. Yeah. This is, it's a form of worship. And so you saying, hey, nature inspires me. Though that's like some people would say that's a cliche answer. It absolutely is not. It's like, hey, this is something God had did. It should inspire. And your last answer was um, look back, looking back on God's faithfulness. Like, hey, if you need inspiration, look at all the times, look at all the battles that you had no idea were going on, but God still protected you. There are things that God's protected you from you'll never see. Um, why don't you really quickly, just for a, just a, a quick minute or two, share about your book, um, share about what it is, why you wrote it, and then how it can help other people who are going through a season of singleness. And then I'll close it up with asking you a few more questions. Well, you know, I feel like you should share about it because you read it, right? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not that fast. I'd rather hear your, your experience of it than mine. <laughs> <laughs> If I had read it yet, I've got, it's on my list. It's like the, I've got like two other books ahead of it, but it is on my list. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So you're interviewing a girl you haven't even, you're promoting a book you haven't even read yet. That is I, a, that's a step of faith. It was absolutely. I read the table of contents and I thought it looked good. Oh, so perfect. All right, great. Well, then I'll just share that. Um, well, the book is called Single Shouldn't Suck, Letting Go of Finding the One and Loving the Life in Front of You. And, you know, I, I like to rock the boat a little bit. I like to stir the pot. I like to push the limits of, of the dogma, religious mindset, and these stereotypical Christianese concepts that we have built into our systems of beliefs and our society and our culture, our subculture, especially Christians. Um, when it pertains to dating and singleness and the pursuit of a spouse. And God has just absolutely downloaded just revelation after revelation of these just deceptions that we've adhered to out of fear, uh, fear that we won't find the person of our dreams, fear that we won't be loved, fear that, you know, we're, we're outside of God's will if we're dating. And there's just so many fears that actually uh, we've accepted as these religious belief systems. So nine years ago, I was single as a Pringle and um, looking for the one. I just believed, like, there's just, where's my one? I had been writing letters to my future husband for, like, 17 years at that point. <laughs> I mean, I was just crazy about getting married since I was, like, 10, and I was ready to get married by 15. I'm like, God, I don't, don't understand why you're taking so long. I'm ready. I'm homeschooled. I, you know, I bake bread every day. I'm prepared. I'm going to be a great wife right now. Like, my, <laughs> I had all the weird, I talk about it in my book, but I, I feel like my life could have been the pilot for 17 kids and counting. <laughs> we run ourselves like, you know, we were ready for the next season already because we were just, you know, homeschoolers, they're, we, we, we 
catch on quick. So you know, <laughs> it was time of the world and Christendom where, um, you know, everyone was kissing, dating goodbye. And there was this whole purity movement. I wore my purity ring on my ring finger. I signed the contract that I would never have sex until I was married. Like, you know, all of these things, which of course, like they have biblical groundings, but we built these idols of worship around this destination of marriage and did not realize how much we had uh, removed Jesus as the king of our heart and placed this this all-consuming desire of of finding a spouse on on the seat of our heart. And so, long story short, at the age of 22, I decided, all right, like I need to ask some better questions. This isn't really working out for me. It wasn't dating at the time. I didn't believe in dating. I was just like, you know, waiting for my Amazon Prime husband to show up at my door. And um, I really felt an invitation from God to start dating and just start asking some questions about the things that I believed. And so I did. I started dating and just putting myself out there and navigating some of the things, really diving into scripture and asking God, what is his true vision uh, for my for my singleness? And can I love it? Why aren't there any books out there teaching me how to love my singleness? Why is every book trying to prepare me for marriage and trying to tell me, just wait, just keep praying and just keep writing letters and just keep waiting? Um, I didn't even think I knew what waiting meant because I thought that meant that I had to pray and fast and believe God for a spouse and then he would show up. (laughs) I thought when I started this book, it would take me less than a year to finish. It took me nine years, people. (laughs) This is not... This is not your uh, quick fix to romance over here. This is a freaking wild adventure with God that I wouldn't trade for the world. I would not trade getting married at 21 uh, for the incredible adventure that I've had being single up until being 31. You know, God has done more above and beyond my wildest dreams, invited me into the wildest ride of my life, and it only keeps getting better. So the book is my diary. I started writing it nine years ago, and I wrote, I was so honest, I didn't leave out a single thing, and I started writing about every every adventure, every, um, you know, travel experience, every relationship, every process of my ethos when it pertained to this topic, and yeah, up until the, this uh, last year, I just released on, on Valentine's Day, and I'm super pumped to be sharing it with people. I absolutely love that. And uh, I love your intensity, by the way. You're intense in a good way. Um, sometimes intensive has a negative uh, condensation to it. And uh, it's not how I meant it. You're just intense, like, man, I'm passionate about what do I believe, and I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. And I love what you said about not wasting your singleness. And that's something like you had said that's this subject in particular that you're referring to is not a very popular subject uh, until as of recent, where, hey, just embrace your singleness. And um, I think the best thing to take away from that is like, how are you stewarding it? How are you stewarding a season of singleness? And you had said like, you, you, it it sucked for a little while, but you had said like, I wouldn't trade any of this because I mean, you're out adventuring the other day. You're doing things you would not be able to do if you had a husband or you had kids, or it would be more difficult to do. Um, It would be more, it would be as as seamless to do it. So I love that. And uh, for you guys that are listening again, I'll put the link in the bio so you guys can purchase this book i am excited to read it again esther it is on my my i have one i'm one of those guys remember i had shared with you i'm like you i'm creative 
Um, but I can get too ambitious. And so I have to focus on one book at a time. Otherwise I end up not learning. <laughs> you, know what? you need to invest in audible. Do you got that? <laughs> That's where it's at. Cause you can finish a book in a day on audible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I got to finish. I'm, I'm a reader. So I, I do better with reading books and everything. It's just oh, so much easier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but listen, I'm going to ask you a few questions. I'm going to wrap this up because I know you've got things to do today, Esther. Um, okay. all right. So here's what, what is advice, a piece of advice you would give your younger self? And I feel like I could answer this for you just after talking to you, but let's hear what you got to say. Uh, I would just tell her it's, it's like that she's like doing all the right things you know, and that she can enjoy her life a little bit uh, more than, than she thought she could. Like, I just felt like I did not think I should enjoy my life because I needed to be a multimillionaire slash missionary slash entrepreneur <laughs> slash, you know, in the world. I just had so many ambitions because that's how I wired my, my experience of approval and love. And so I wish that I could just tell myself, hey, cut ties with trying to please everybody and just please God and let go of the fear of man and drench yourself in the fear of the Lord and enjoy your freaking life because that's the sweet spot of where it's all going to overflow from and God gets the most glory and delight in watching you love the life he gave you. So yeah, it's a big one, but yeah, I definitely say that. <laughs> that I love that quote. God gets the most glory when you love the life he gave you. That's, that's incredible. That's awesome. Okay. So I'm going to end with some fun questions. These are some wild okay. would you rathers. All right. We're going to do okay. rapid fire. So you rapid fire. I mean, you just first answer that comes out. Would you rather live your, live your worst nightmare for 24 hours or your most embarrassing moment? Oh, um, embarrassing moment they make the best stories <laughs> they do if, if that's the case i've got a book full of best stories um, <laughs> um would you rather have 12 toes or one uh, on one foot or three eyes so 12 to 12 toes yeah. okay um I, I don't know maybe that'll help you with surfing or something would you rather have it be eternally fall or eternally spring a spring for sure i, I absolutely knew you were gonna say that because that's just right up your alley I mean, summer is, is like my time of, I'm like an endless summer girl, but yeah, I'll, t I'll take spring, second best. I'm assuming just based on surfing and describing and just so you don't give away your location, but you're somewhere where it's really warm. So summer's going to get hot where you're at. And um, yeah. I am absolutely, I'm all about that. I tell people all the time, I'm like, give me 90 degrees, 90 to 100 all day. I love the heat. I absolutely love it. So Esther, thank you so much for being my guest today. It truly was an honor having you on here. I'm excited to read your book. I'm going to listen. If you're listening to this, be sure to follow Esther on social media. She's got TikTok. She's got Instagram. And though she does not uh, embrace the label of influencer, I just meant she's using social media as a tool to witness to people. Uh, and she's kicking butt. And check out her book. Again, it's all in the bio. Esther, thank you so much again. And I'm going to let you have a wonderful day and get some surfing done. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Blake. It was a huge honor. I'm pumped to be a part of uh, what you're doing here. And yeah, anyone that's listening, I just pray that God pours out his spirit on you. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And um, yeah, go live your best freaking story. Come on, man. Esther, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Upbeat Podcast. I hope that it blessed and encouraged you. 
If you liked today's episode, then subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it on your social media and with your friends. Also, follow me on social media at Blake Reynolds Music so we can connect more. And check out my website, BlakeReynoldsMusic.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.